Chapter 18 of The Story of My Life and Work. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Story of My Life and Work by Booker T. Washington. A Vacation in Europe, Part 1. In the spring of 1899, a rather notable meeting was held in Boston in the afternoon at the Hollis Street Theatre. This meeting was gotten up in the interest of the Tuskegee Institute by friends of the institution in Boston for the purpose of raising money for the school. It was presided over by Bishop Lawrence, Bishop of Massachusetts. I invited to speak with me at this meeting Dr. W. E. B. Dubois, and Mr. Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Dr. Dubois read an original story, and Mr. Dunbar recited from his own poems. The theater was filled with representatives of the most cultured and wealthy men and women in Boston, and was said to be the most successful meeting of the kind that had been held for a good while. An admission was charged at the door, and a generous sum was raised for the school. This was the first time that Mr. Dunbar had appeared in Boston, and his readings produced a most favorable effect. The same was true of Dr. Dubois. During this same year, I received an invitation which surprised me somewhat. It was an invitation from the secretary of the Birmingham, Alabama Lyceum, a white literary organization composed of the best and most cultured people in the city of Birmingham, Alabama, inviting me to address the Lyceum. I accepted this invitation to deliver an address before the organization on the 30th of March. There was some adverse criticism and some protests through the newspapers and otherwise on the part of a certain element of white people in Birmingham. In fact, some effort was made to prevent white ladies from attending but I was surprised and gratified when I appeared before the audience to find the room filled with representatives of the best ladies and gentlemen of Birmingham, and I have never spoken before any organization where my words were more heartily and more kindly received than was true on this occasion. This was the first time that I had ever received an invitation to address a white literary organization in the South although, during the winter of the same year, I had delivered an address before the National Farmers Association, which met at Fort Worth, Texas. Immediately after the public meeting held in Boston in the Hollis Street Theater, some friends of mine in Boston noted that I seemed to be rather worn out as a result of nearly 18 years of continuous work without any vacation during the entire time, Without our knowledge, they quietly started a movement to raise a certain sum of money to be used in sending Mrs. Washington and myself to Europe, where we could rest for two or three months. This plan was a very great surprise to us, and it seemed difficult for us to make up our minds to leave the school for so long a time, but these friends insisted that we owed it to the work and to ourselves to take the vacation. The result was that we sailed for Europe on the 10th of May, and remained abroad until the 5th of August. We had a very pleasant and delightful trip across the ocean, and made many friends on the voyage. 
i was called upon to speak on the steamer going and had a large and interesting audience after a voyage of ten days we landed at antwerp belgium and remained there a short time we then took a trip through the country in company with some new york friends whose acquaintance we made on the voyage in holland we traveled on the canal boats which gave us an opportunity of seeing the home life of the country people and also the agricultural life of the country i was especially anxious to study the agricultural and dairy systems with a view to utilizing the information in our work at tuskegee the thorough cultivation of the soil for which this country is noted made a deep impression upon me there are few other countries if any in the world where the soil is so thoroughly cultivated as in holland the dairy interests there present an interesting and valuable field for study while in holland we visited the hague where the international peace congress was in session and were shown many courtesies by the american members of the peace conference after remaining for some time in holland we returned to antwerp and spent some time there and afterwards proceeded to brussels where we had a pleasant stay from brussels we went to paris where we remained nearly six weeks in paris we received much kind attention from general horace porter the american ambassador and his wife as well as from other american and french people soon after reaching paris i received an invitation to deliver an address before the american university club an organization composed mainly of american college men residing in paris the american ambassador general horace porter presided at this meeting and in addition to myself the speakers were ex-president benjamin harrison and archbishop ireland i was also invited to deliver an address the following sunday in the american chapel which i did mrs washington and i attended a reception given by the american ambassador where we met many prominent people i went to europe mainly for the purpose of securing complete rest and notwithstanding the many engagements which constantly pressed themselves upon me i succeeded in getting a great deal of needed strength especially was this true in paris from paris we went to london and arrived there just in the midst of the social season we had many letters of introduction from friends in america to influential people in england and our stay in england was occupied mainly in a continual round of social engagements soon after reaching london friends insisted that i should deliver an address to the public on the race problem in the south the american ambassador hon joseph h choate was especially anxious that i consent to do this a meeting was arranged to take place in essex hall in connection with this meeting rev brooke herford d d whom i had formerly known in boston gave mrs washington and myself a reception the meeting was largely attended and mr choate the american ambassador presided the substance of what mr choate and myself said at this meeting was widely circulated in england and telegraphed to the american press this meeting was attended by such well-known people as hon james bryce who also spoke and many high officials and members of titled families in england after this meeting 
i received many invitations to speak at other gatherings but as far as possible excused myself from doing so in order that i might secure the rest for which i went to europe i did however consent to speak at a meeting at the crystal palace which was presided over by the duke of westminster said to be the richest man in the world this meeting was also largely attended we attended among many other social functions receptions given by the duke and duchess of sutherland by mr and mrs t fisher unwin mrs unwin being the daughter of the late richard cobden lady henry somerset was very kind in her attention to us while in london the following editorial appeared in the daily chronicle the presence in london of mr booker t washington at whose address the other evening the american ambassador presided calls for a generous recognition of the remarkable work being done in the united states for the negro by this gifted member of the negro race what frederick douglass was to an older generation that mr washington is to the present at the recent visit of president mckinley to the south mr washington occupied a place of honor alongside the president and was almost as heartily acclaimed when one recalls the tremendous color feeling in america such a fact is exceedingly striking the great work which mr washington has done has been an educational work orator as he is it is not so much his power of speech as the building up of the remarkable industrial institute at tuskegee in alabama which has given this negro leader his deserved fame the civil war left the negro legally and nominally free and the legislation after the war was over made him legally and nominally a citizen but we know that the negro has been in fact in a very different position from that which he occupied on paper he has been insulted by degrading legislation he has been in many states virtually deprived of his vote and in not a few cases an election dispute has afforded the dominant white man an excuse for slaughter of the blacks the negro has retaliated in his barbarous way though religious in the most emotional form he is often non-moral and there can be no doubt that he has committed many grave offences against social order mr washington though an enthusiastic advocate of the claims of his race is by no means blind to the faults which render so many negroes almost unfit for american citizenship he saw long ago what so many american politicians who gave the suffrage to the colored population did not see that the most important service which could be rendered to the blacks was to make useful artisans and workmen of them as a result of his meditation on the condition of the colored people mr washington founded the tuskegee institute in the black belt of alabama stumped the union for funds interested in his great undertaking all the best minds of the northern states and has had the satisfaction of seeing this institution grow to its present status of the largest and most important training center of the black race in the world here where both sexes are welcomed on terms of equality the negro is taken in hand given the rudiments of education taught a useful trade taught also if he proves capable 
the higher branches of modern culture subjected to high intellectual and ethical influences and made a man of in the true sense of the word no better work is being done in america at the present hour than in this remarkable institution in alabama that the american conscience is being roused to its duty to the negroes is evident from the recent important conference at which two leading speakers were an ex-governor of georgia and a bishop of the episcopal church the horrible burnings and improvised hangings by white mobs who took the law into their hands have awakened the people of the north and it is very properly asked whether those who permit such brutalities in their own borders are fit to assume control of black and yellow races in the pacific ex-governor northern of georgia took the north to task for having been more responsible for the spread of slavery than the south and he defended but without much success the southern whites against the attacks made on them the bishop it is gratifying to find took the strong ground of the declaration of independence and asserted the equal right of black and white to the common rights which the law and the constitution allow but the important principle which emerges clearly from the long discussion that took place at this conference is that a laissez-faire policy is impossible in the case of the negro you cannot emancipate him alone he must be educated his character must be formed he must be made a useful and self-reliant being this is precisely what is being done at the tuskegee institute and therefore its founder is solving as far as one man can one of the chief american problems of the time and what a problem the practical humanizing and elevation from barbarism of dusky millions on whose own future the future of the united states largely depends perhaps the most interesting and restful part of our visit to england was the time that we spent as the guests of various english people in their country homes in order for one to appreciate what english life really is he should have an opportunity to get into the daily life of an english gentleman in his country residence we visited bristol where we were given a reception by the women's liberty club and also manchester liverpool and birmingham in birmingham we spent several days as the guest of mr joseph sturge who kindly gave us a reception at which we met many of the prominent citizens of birmingham of course we visited a great many places of historical interest and had an opportunity of looking into the methods of education in england we were especially interested in the work of the large polytechnic institutes and the agricultural colleges from which we got a great deal of valuable information while in europe i wrote a series of letters for the american negro press these letters were widely published and commented upon End of chapter 18, part 1. Recording by Linda Johnson.